the science behind cooking and i mean uh, uh, together with the skill set the knowledge the the ability to to produce something out of nothing is what makes you a chef Hi everyone, my name is Alara. Welcome to Deliciously, the podcast for those who like to eat, drink, travel, and repeat. Today we have our guest with us, Chef Human. Hi. Hi, and I have my co-host with me who, for some reason today, is just a bit shy. Would you want to introduce yourself <laughs> to us today? Why are you putting me on the spot? Oh, I felt like it. Uh, my name is Ama, the amazing amazing how mm. are you doing today rain beats me mm-hmm. <laughs> rain beats me a lot like shame catch me how are you feeling well i'm better yeah. i'm dry dry i'm no longer shivering um chef human why why is your name chef human <clears throat> okay my name is not chef human my name is human chef is just your name is what human h-u-m-a-n that's your name your well, name or guy name? They born you and give you the name. Well, I was born human, so okay, this is fair. <laughs> fair, fair. Right. Some people, some people are not born human, but go off. Okay. <laughs> anyway, yeah, chef is just uh, an identification of my profession, mm-hmm. right? And human is something that I started bearing when I was in the university, and uh, it came from a place of self reflection and. At the same time, uh, some form of, uh, what's the word now? Huh. It's, it's, it's running around in my head. But it's more like a call to order, right? So basically, it's for me to, to remember who I am, where I'm from, and say, anytime I'm beginning to like go out of character, Right, and I hear you, man. It 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 sort of just calls me back to order, right? Because I like to take like a wake up call. Yeah, more like it. Yeah. So. Yeah, I was gonna ask if it did anything in terms of grounding you, but I guess wake up call is much better. Mm, yeah. Do you meditate? Yeah, I used to. Yeah. I used to. Well, what happened? Lagos removed the meditation. Lagos, Lagos life. <laughs> <laughs> when you wake up and you have to be traffic <laughs> yeah yeah i mean to be honest i feel like just because we live in lagos like the, the government of lagos needs to give its people or the people here at least 20 minutes in the day to meditate before how do you actually, how do you monitor that i don't know hmm. man they just say, have to find their say the should not start yeah entering downfall basically downfall people should not start living on time or brc should wait extra 20 minutes i agree i think that's something meditation needs to be something that needs to be enforced in lagos i feel like it would definitely change the way a lot of things happen especially on the road but that's neither here nor there aside from medication um, meditation <laughs> rather I, I feel like lagosians need therapy i mean like like hmm. <laughs> when down when down conductor is shouting <laughs> for, for you because you gave him one thousand dollars one thousand nine you tell him to meditate I, I, I just think or i feel like 
we all as Lagosians need therapy because who's going to be a therapist therapist for Lagosians? <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. We are going to be our brother's keeper. <laughs> you <laughs> help you. me, I help you. I Community therapizing. No, thank you. I don't want to. I can't imagine what kind of stories you hear. Mm. Um, but so you know when we want when we sent an invite to Chef Human, mm-hmm. I think one of the things something happened a few weeks ago where. Um, people were there was a there's, there was this huge debate on Twitter about chefs, chefs pay, mm-hmm. you know. And I think people were conflating, you know, being a chef to being a cook, and and to be honest, like what what is the difference? Because people were saying you pay a chef fifty thousand naira and they'll cook all your meals for you, like in house meals, you know. I mean, I'm wondering somebody who go to the, um, that is not a chef, culinary, culinary school, mm-hmm. you know get years of training and then come and be collecting, you know, um, the same money that yeah, yeah, Michael is collecting to cook soup bowls for you. So I think like people use throw around the word chef discriminately. Mm -hmm. Personally, I cook and people call me chef and I always telling people I'm not, Mm -hmm. you're not, I'm just the hungry person, Mm. you know, that. So, so I, I, I mean, this, it begs the question, what does it mean to be a chef in Nigeria? Hmm. In general, or but, you know, in Nigeria as well. Yeah, I'm going to answer uh, generally, and I'm going to answer with context to mm-hmm. the Nigerian, Nigerian scene. context. So, uh, first off, to be a chef, like you mentioned, uh, you said, you said uh, there was a debate about being a chef versus being a cook in Nigeria. First off, to be a chef is entirely different from being a cook. Anybody can be a cook. Mm-hmm. But um, for you to attain that chef level, you must have gone through some level of professional training, mm-hmm. right? And uh, with some certification to prove that you are an actual chef. And then, because um, I mean, when 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 we look at when we look at other professions out there, say for instance, doctors, mm-hmm. just because you say you have like, for instance, body pain. Mm-hmm. And I prescribe. I so say I have this. I have this Panadol. It works for me. And it, you should. You, you should not. You should not call me a doctor, mm-hmm. right? But some people just throw words around and say, "Oh, they are chefs because they cook," right? And uh, on the long run, you would see that uh, people that do not practice medicine as it should be practiced as, 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 as it should be. Hey, as it should be practiced. No Best in English. <laughs> <laughs> People that do not practice medicine as they should mm-hmm. professionally are termed quacks. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I am not I am not afraid to say that we also have quack quack shifts. Mm-hmm. Right. Because uh sometimes you just see people, you know, cook different meals and when when you taste it, or even the mere appearance of it does not look like something an actual chef should um, produce. And then, uh, I already said, when it comes to being a chef, you have to be professionally trained and certified, mm-hmm. right? And when it comes to being a chef in the Nigerian context, it can be quite difficult because most people abuse the term. Right, and the people that actually have the the required skill, the knowledge, the 
the the professional training and the grooming that it needs that that they need to be um regarded as chefs need to like put in the extra work to to prove that they are actual chefs and uh, um and it it also it also influences how companies even food establishments um regard chefs when it comes to employment and then just general workplace treatment you see that um most of the chefs that are well respected have have not just it's not even about what um the the qualification they have now it's about the level of experience and how well they're able to quote and unquote package themselves mm-hmm. right and um sometimes i just go online and then i see people are talking about oh i i have i have an in-house chef like what you said you said you can uh, you have a chef and the chef is cooking you outsource you outsource you can Nigerians they like throwing the word outsource I, I can outsource this and that i can outsource my cooking i can get a chef chefing is not something that everybody can afford right and especially as a private chef yeah like cooking exclusively exactly for exactly cuz when we look at the history of chefs chefs were more or less regarded as kings right really? and um in the 1880s or thereabouts the only people that had access to chefs were kings and nobles mm. right and over time you know when let me just what's that word now when life happens mm-hmm. tables turn mm-hmm. and chefs were no longer like needed exclusive yeah they were, they were no longer needed in uh in the palace royal um establishments and the likes and um the they had to like you know come up together and then just um make headway for themselves right and um we can see how the 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 what's the word now the level at which chefs were operating on you know um had like some form of should i say um log face right where uh i mean they were on the top they were at the top rather and then over time they crashed in terms of the entire establishment of of cooking of of chefs everybody now thought that i mean chefs can can be easily accessible right and now people are people in nigeria and nigerians tend to abuse things a lot nigerians will say oh i can outsource a chef i can get this and then you bring in the chef the person is not actually not a chef the person is just someone that knows how to cook someone that so, knows how to so, cook um i think this now begs that question um when you said you know i think you implied that it used to be exclusive is no mm-hmm. longer so exclusive like mm-hmm. you know in monarchies and stuff and you know um royal houses and all of that so now that is there's been some sort of um it's been expanded you know it's still what's now what's what's the difference between a person who is a trained chef and a person who just really know, knows how to cook because i know there are some for example ah oh, what's her name um i forgot her name but there are notable personalities who aren't chefs but they've you know they've Made been a niche for themselves been yeah. niche for themselves so what's what's the what's 
in the specialization that makes being chef like what makes a chef stand out from you know other people who know how to cook okay yeah so um first off people sorry yes i remember the person's name nigella lawson you know mm. she is like one of the most notable cooks in the world and people erroneously call her a chef but i think she said several times that she's, she's not, not a chef. chef she was never trained she just knows how to cook and she likes to try new things you know so what's that what would that what what's the difference between say someone like a nigella lawson versus someone like a um gordon ramsay for example all right so um as i was going to say earlier some people some people tend to to uh misconstrue what a chef actually means mm-hmm. versus what a cook is nigella lawson as as you mentioned is um who i would like to describe as a cook Mm-hmm. Someone who has, uh, in some way, created um, a niche for herself, and it's working for her, right? And um, versus a Gordon, Gordon Ramsay now that is well trained and has, you know, the um, the skill set, right? I think what basically differentiates a chef and a cook in the layman to the layman understanding is uh, the skill. And cooking is not just people. People people think being a chef is all, is all about cooking. It is not really uh, about just combining ingredients and then just making a beautiful dish out of it. It's about understanding the the science behind what you are cooking. Uh, most people do not know that we have different uh, methods of cooking. And techniques of cooking, and we also have uh, 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 what we know as the application of heat, right? And um, most people who, who who claim to be chefs but are rather cooks are people who more or less like carry out or carry on traditional recipes that that have been um, uh, known in their families or they, that they've stumbled upon. As their life, as their, as their lives went by, and then just tried to beautify it. Uh, a chef rather would create meals from the scratch. A cook can't do that. A mm. cook would do it and flop. They might try it, but they would flop. Why? Because they do not have the understanding, the science, the the, the scientific knowledge um, behind um, all that. That. Um, uh, that guides the the production of those meals, right? And when we go to when we go to say for instance some food establishments, and you see you see that maybe they are they have like some kitchen errors and dramas, and of course we have cooks there. On the long run, your customers are waiting. There is nothing that you think can be done. Right to savage that that um, uh, situation, but a professional chef knows how to to go around or go about the situation and then just apply skill. Say, for instance, uh, um, the, you, you're running you're running a restaurant now, and maybe your procurement unit fumbled and they did not procure pasta as they should. Or, you know, and then you see uh, the cooks in the kitchen. They might just, you know, try to 
say, oh, there's we don't no have, pasta. there's no pasta. Mm-hmm. They will tell the waiter, go and tell the customer there's no pasta. Mm. What, a, a, a professionally trained chef knows how to make pasta from the scratch. Mm. You can just say, instead of telling the customer and losing that customer, how about we just get me some flour, get me some egg yolks, get me some butter. Let's, let's make pasta, right? And a cook can see this and even want to try it. But what you do not, what they would, what where they would fail is if they do not understand the basics. The basics. Say, for instance, I need my pasta dough. I can't start cutting it immediately. I have to leave it to rest. Let the gluten in it rest. Because if I I I produce that meal like that, the customer enjoys it, but the customer might might suffer health conditions, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Just because the gluten in it hasn't rested yet. That is the science behind cooking that most people do not know. They just say, oh, is it not to make uh, pasta? Give me flour. Give me uh, whatever. Okay. Yeah. The science behind cooking and, I mean, uh, uh, together with the skill set, the knowledge, the, the ability to, to produce something out of nothing is what makes you a chef, right? Anybody can be a cook. Mm-hmm. But not all cooks can be chefs because... When you go into, if if you've been in a if you've been in a commercial kitchen, mm-hmm. and you see how chefs operate, you would most likely find some of all these. As as much as it is it is good, it is okay to follow recipes, to follow uh, uh, standardized recipes in 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 whatever food establishment that you you find yourself. Uh, there is there is. What there's what um, we call the chef's discretion, mm-hmm. right? Is that where critical thinking? That is where that is that that is exactly the ability to work under pressure. The ability to to that is why when you go to culinary schools, you would you can you most likely would not find in during the training period you would not find chefs just chilling. you know chilling. You have to be on your But feet. cooks, mm, I have others today. Let me cook four or even 20 plates of pasta, right? Then just send it out. You're not doing it under pressure. You're not doing it. You most likely might not get another order maybe for the next two days. And if, if you are if you are really like sold out, sold out, you get orders back to back. You, it's It's quite monotonous, right, what you do. You can you can decide to even practice on your own. Those are people that that's for people that that want to explore, that want to know more and understand more when it comes to cooking. But a chef, in a in a, it's just like what we we joke around with on the street. Say, one one soldier is 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 equal to like ten policemen, stuff like that. So it's it's more like what what you expect you expect like five cooks to do. One chef can be able to do it in terms of, um, I mean, reason being that they they have the skill set, they they have the agility, they have the understanding, the scientific knowledge, the know-how to carry out this um, uh, whatever it is. I mean, in terms maybe cooking or plating or just generally just looking out for the customer mm. when it comes to cooking and applying uh, the right amount of of ingredients mm. 
or even a method of cooking that would not just make you enjoy the food, would not let the food cause harm to you over time. Mm. So you're saying that it's a lot more technical than people like to give it credit for. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Sure, it is. Sure. Just off of what you were saying, you were speaking about um, ensuring that food is safe for people to eat. I think I'd like to get your take on, and it's something that we've spoken about in the past, um, about the use of pepper. Hmm. Um, as a trained chef and seeing what the Nigerian palate is like, what are your thoughts on how we use pepper in our dishes? And I'll speak so more so for like atarodo because mm. that's like the specific one I can speak about. Yeah. So one thing that, like I mentioned, Nigerians tend to abuse things mm. sometimes. <laughs> and I'm speaking specifically to pepe and i'll dive into seasoning mm. right uh pepe as nigerians know it is i think Ni- nigerians the yorubas even and I, i'm actually a yoruba boy right okay. so it's not like i am i am i'm trying to be tribalistic now i'm just speaking seeing facts right yorubas have this they have this the Yorubas actually enjoy pepe a lot to the extent that they have an adage for pepe. Say, um, a, a, a soul that doesn't eat pepe is a worthless soul. Mm, yes, uh, they say, like, if you, not, if you don't eat pepe, your soul is as good as nothing. Interesting. Right. And that to me is. That I'm not Yoruba that I like pepe and Yes, I guess you, that means you have a very strong soul. You're still, you're <laughs> Carry your up. <laughs> right. So, I mean, I get... I, there's, the, there's the place for um, pepper being um, significant in our Nigerian cuisines. Mm-hmm. But there's also a place where you need to watch it. Mm-hmm. Just because you like you you enjoy pepper does not mean everyone in the room should enjoy pepper, mm-hmm. right? All right. So I used to work with a uh, a food uh, production company where we, we we get like feedback from customers, and just because we have we had like hundreds of customers, and then we produced over three thousand meals week on week, and you can imagine the the um the high demand, right, and the number of meals you need to produce. And 80 to 90% of the meals carry pepper, mm-hmm. right? And when we, when, we, when we send out the meals, we get feedback every day, and we go through those feedback every day, right? And you see some customers, they come in the middle, they say, oh, I love this meal. It was peppery enough to the right state. And then you see, like, another customer complaining that the pepper is too much. Mm. Right? It, it just begs to tell you that you cannot, first off, uh, serve everybody uh, with the same quantity of, I mean, with the, with the same high eat level of, of pepper in meals. Mm-hmm. At the same time, you should, uh, I think what, what, what we really just need to be able to do as Africans or Nigerians is find the balance. That is why when you go to a restaurant, you would find, you'd find pepper shakers and uh, salt shakers on, on, on the table. Because they will tell and, you... And then some people ask, they'll ask you, some restaurants actually ask you what spice level that you want. Right. Those are, those are restaurants that practice um, a la carte, okay. right? 
and that is more like cook to order. Mm. They they wait for you to order before they they, they make, they, they make the food. Mm. Yeah. So, what those restaurants are trying to tell you is, we are, it is not. We're not the ones that will kill you. Okay, you <laughs> if, kill if, if you want to kill yourself, do you use your hand to put the pepper, the, the pepper yeah. that you know that you can. Mm-hmm. And if it goes, it will. Well, the salt it, too. It's right, right. But it does not mean the food is not cooked appropriately with the right amount of seasoning mm. or salt mm. or the right amount of pepper. Mm. What they are only telling you is if you think. That we have not seasoned it enough. That's Put true. your own. Put your you own. Know, you know, there's a, an interesting angle That's to this, like in households. Mm. And I used to, because, you know, I like pepper a lot. Mm-hmm. And Same. that. Hmm. Chop knuckle. <laughs> I am indifferent, so I won't chop knuckle. <laughs> <laughs> so we used to, we would, like, you know, when, especially in, ex- you, go, you go to visit somebody, they serve you food, you know, and you add salt. Uh, you ask for more salt. It mm-hmm. used to be like you're disrespecting the person. Yeah. You feel like, ah, so my food is not sweet enough. Yeah, you need to yeah. add more salt and yeah. pepper. So I think I think that's a, an interesting contrast to, you know, you're going out to a restaurant, restaurant and they're saying, if you want to put more pepper, that's your business. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, it, it's, it's based on uh, individual preference, mm-hmm, right? Because mm-hmm. when I... When I started learning culinary arts in my in the school, I studied art. And one time I visited my mom because she has always supported my goal. I mean, my dreams. When I wanted to, when I wanted to set out to be a musician, I mentioned she got yeah. me my first guitar okay. and stuff. When I wanted to, I'm um, going to like fine art painting. She took me to Art World. We bought all the art equipment and the oh, wow. whatever, whatever. And then when I decided to venture into like culinary arts. She supported me as well. And of course, I studied microbiology in school. Mm. So it's not like I did not go to school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then um, one, I, started, I started noticing it, it became a, 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 um, a constant feedback I started getting from her when I would cook, particularly plain white rice. And then she tells me, Chef, you man, you did not put salt in this rice. <laughs> I salted the rice, mm-hmm. but I salted it lightly. At, like I did not lightly at the right amount that or it rice. should be salted. So rice has the right amount yeah. of salt. Okay, and she would tell me I did not salt this rice. Mm, mm. And I, I, think, I, think I get the, it. I, think I get it because it should be salty. Like yeah, people, yeah. You know, yeah. They salty want, rice. They want I think it's a thing of adaptation. We use a heavy seasoning in this part of the world. So we're yeah. kind of used to it. So if you take something that does not have as much seasoning, it now feels bland. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, because you have trained your taste boards mm-hmm. to... To want more. To want more. And that's so shout out to hypertension, high blood pressure, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Um, Jeez, I'm here for a good time, thing, not a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and one thing Nigerians do not know is when you are cooking with... When you're cooking, our, when we're cooking our meals, mm-hmm. if you're using, uh, I don't want to mention any brand name. If you're, if you're, if you're cooking with seasoning cubes, mm-hmm. you most likely do not need salt in in that in that mm-hmm. in that food. Yeah. yeah, actually, but a lot of people use salt and then seasoning yeah. cube again. All of them. I I I was I, was, I had I don't know if you are aware I had like some form of um, 
movie night slash food yeah, event I, yeah. I did last weekend. I wanted to come for that thing. Oh. Yeah, it would have been great to have you around. But um, uh, that week, that week <laughs> that I had, I, was, I had to sleep. Like, And mm-hmm. then um, my assistant wasn't around. So um, one of the studio assistants that works with the photographer, who is my brother, uh, she just decided to support me in the kitchen. And then we spent the entire day cooking. And then she called Martin. She said, Chef Iman, I noticed. You're not putting you, salt. You have not, you have not added salt. In everything we've been cooking, no salt. And I said, don't worry. Then at some point, I gave her some portion to taste. And she was like, how did you do it? Like, it tasted well, tasted great. But there was little to no salt mm. in it. Just because I understand the level of salt that are in our seasoning cubes today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And one thing people don't understand, again, is, aside from the fact that, I mean, everybody knows that I, I, I consumption of salt leads to... Yeah, all of the above. All of the, <laughs> all of all of the <laughs> stories that touch the heart, right? And Let's be clear, increases the risk. No. <laughs> it does not directly lead to, please. I mean, listen, please. doesn't make it easy. Please. Yeah, it's, yeah. Not, it's not helping. Please. It is definitely not helping. It doesn't <laughs> help you, right? Yeah. And our seasoning cubes, we have salt in them already, mm-hmm. right? I, I, most people would not see salt. When you read the, 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 the description, I mean, the ingredients that went that have gone into the production of that seasoning cube, you most likely will not find salt. You will see sodium you will chloride. See, you will see, see MSG. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. actually have both salt, sodium chloride, and MSG. And MSG, and of MSG on its own is, salty. is highly salty. Mm. You know you the can funny get one? You see people use soy sauce and still pour salt, salt. and maggi. Why? Again, vibes. That is what you most likely, most likely see street food vendors do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Online vendors. Yeah. Not because to discriminate like the them. To, but, yeah, they just... Make it just sweet. Make it just sweet. They understand what the market, the what? target market wants, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is high demand of umami. Umami is a kind of flavor, mm-hmm. right? Do you understand that Nigerians just... They don't care, just put so it... It's just completely sidebar. I was Before we had a conversation today, I was watching a, a TikTok video of this lady. I won't say she was Caucasian. Uh, she was making food for a Niger- her Nigerian husband. And hmm. what she wrote was, as she was killing this guy, like, no, let me not say she was killing him, but, you know, aiding the process of fast to enter the ground she <laughs> said she said that um you know as a an american whatever she is she needs to learn how to cook for her nigerian husband if you love him and they love they love a lot of seasoning in their food guy mm. what you proceeded to do next was some of the most ridiculous seasoning i've seen the whole pot was like she would put garlic powder the pot will now be white she now puts um, <laughs> uh, seasoned salt the pot was now red mm. it's like girl it's just one jollof rice this guy is about to eat, but the amount of seasoning that she put in... She's it, killing him. But then she made that reference because she believes I think that it was... Was it like, sati- was, was satirical? No. The guy ate. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was not... Sati- on camera. It was on camera. But I think she believes in her Peace mind be that, to like, him. this is how he Nigeria people eat their food. Like, they need the whole food to be seasoned down. Forget the actual meal. The food should taste like seasoning for it to actually taste nice. And that that is that is not 
correct mm-hmm. or right to put it that way because i mean when you when when we look at the the um how will i put it now the the different range we have in terms of taste boards in nigeria it differs right i've seen that I mean that is why we even have like different categories. You see some people they say, Oh, I'm a sweet tooth. I I I do not like umami, I do not like anything that is not sweet. sweet. And some people they say, I don't see what's the contains high level of salt, I'm not interested, or pepper, like it turns some people off, right? And that that is just something that she must have picked from the internet, say, Oh, Nigerians. Or maybe our husband mm. says, oh, I like my food spicy. Or I like my food highly seasoned. And then you just you just go and commit blonde on TikTok. See, I mean, that's 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 um, a misrepre- misrepresentation of uh, which is of basically, our food culture. Which is basically TikTok nowadays. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. right. But um, just like, let's, now that we're talking of fusion, let's, let's talk fusion meals. Mm. Um, How do I put this? Um, <laughs> Nigerians are an interesting set of people in terms of food. They mm-hmm. want you to cook their meals in the exact same way that they grew up mm-hmm. learning. We're a little, you know, um, resistant to um, change when it mm. comes to what we put in our mouth. Um, so now I notice that there's this, you know, sort of relatively new subculture of fusion meals in Nigeria in Lagos especially, where you, you know, you bring Nigerian twists to other, um, you know, you go to eat uh, creamy pasta and they're putting pepper at Tarudo inside it. And I'm wondering why is that happening? But, you know, um, what, what's your take on, and I know that you do chef, you you, you do, um, that you cook, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that you cook, you do fusion meal. Mm-hmm. So what's, what's, what's the reception like when you, um, there's also this thing where, um, we think that, or people, the public, or generally, people think that, um, and I may or may not have been like that once in a while, um, that chefs are pretentious people, that they mm. overpackage the food, and they make it, uh, or they hype, they use grandiloquent descriptions just to make sure that, you know, just to bamboozle the audience the so, that, that so that you can sell. What, what? As I said, the guy that said grandiloquent. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, to use big words, you know, right. just to, um, just to like, there was this time, and I'm going to slander you on camera. Wow. There was this time that <laughs> um, he made beans mm. and then he puts kilishi in the, so I didn't know it was kilishi. And then I, Tweet, I responded to his tweet and I said, what's that in the middle? Mm-hmm. And he was like, it's beef jerky. And then somebody was now like, someone else responded. And I was like, what's beef, what's beef, what's beef jerky? Mm-hmm. And then somebody else came and said, ah, it's kilishi. Ah, so the, 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 what they were saying was, nah, why were you now using this one where you could have used? <laughs> so one. there's this um, sentiments that Nigerian chefs, I know that it's a general thing, but you know, let's localize it. Um, that Nigerian chefs love to use um, high-sounding words, descriptions for their food, especially in restaurant, upscale restaurant menus, to justify the high prices of these mm. things. What's that about? Okay, first of all, I would say that 
if the word or the term does not exist, we're not going to use it, right, for mm-hmm. the food. And personally, I, I, I see my Twitter space, especially when it comes to food, as uh, an avenue for me to, like, just bring African food or Nigerian food uh, to the general public and then educate people on what they actually are, right? And then um, when when it comes to when it comes to chefs naming their dishes, it most like it does not necessarily mean that they are trying to hype the food. They are only saying or um, uh, regarding to that meal for what it actually is. Say for instance, I tell you, I mean, of course, I understand that they there should be there should be some level of uh, understanding when it comes to um, communication. Because if mm-hmm. I'm if I'm communicating with you, if I'm communicating communicating with you about a particular meal, I should be able to put it in a way for you to understand. I didn't know that you had no idea that Kilishi was beef jerky. No, no that's only... not me. <laughs> I know, but, but your right, target but audience in general, yeah. right? So, for instance, let's say I I, I tell you now that. I had, um, before coming, of course, I, I, I did not have breakfast before coming. But let's just say, for instance, I say, oh, I had Eba and Jute Puri. Mm-hmm. That basically is Eba and Ewedu. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. It does not mean that I am hyping the Ewedu is Ewedu. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But I'm only telling you. Another name. Not that I'm telling you another name. I'm telling you for what it is because I'm communicating with you in English, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. I should be able to tell you what the food is in English. I don't need to... I, I'm not trying to bamboozle. I'm, I'm trying to like... Don't you think that like the concern would be why are you trying to anglicize it is not a about, local meal? If that is the case, then we should not even be speaking English in the first place. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> Basbus. Yeah, I mean... It it is what it is, mm-hmm. right? And when uh, I I was trying to paint a picture the other time, I said, oh, for instance, you have a a child that has rashes all over, and you ask a layman what is wrong with the child. They say, oh, well, the child has crow crow. And then you bring a doctor and you ask the doctor what's wrong with this child. The, child. the doctor tells you the child has dermatitis or whatever, maybe eczema or I don't know what is what term they would use. It does not mean they are trying to hype that the disease or the illness mm-hmm. wrong with the child. They are only telling you for what it is, mm-hmm. right? Of course, they know that the local man would call it crocro, mm-hmm. because a local man would also call the same crocro that is on the on the child's skin would see an elderly woman maybe with dandruff and say crocro they are head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm calling it for what it is. I'm telling you for what it is. I'm I'm, I'm telling you that this is what this meal is called. In English that all of us are communicating with, right? I think the concern now in that scenario would be the average Nigerian probably doesn't know that those leaves are called jute in English. That is the issue. Yeah, that's your personal. That well, is because your personal that is problem. Doesn't it's not it. my personal. So problem. when I, when I when I say when when, when I'm writing a recipe mm-hmm. that I want to not just put to the Nigerian audience, what mm-hmm. I'm putting to the global audience oh, so now we're not your target audience no, no i'm, no I'm just uh, not that is that is, that is not that is not what i'm saying i'm i'm, I'm, I'm just you're calling me a local person i am not you're saying Nigerians <laughs> local people. i'm just saying you're being inclusive mm. right I'm, I'm saying now but are you really I want inclusive to... if you're excluding 
the custodian, so to speak, of that particular. I am. Meal. I am custodians. not. Custodians. Sorry, please. <laughs> <go on. laughs> okay, say I'm writing a, a recipe, and the recipe includes or um um as um ugu leaves. Yeah, fluted um. Pump, pump, fluted pump, pumpkin, pumpkin leaves. leaves yeah. I put fluted pumpkin leaves, and I publish it on my website, right? The the, I expect that Nigerians, having seen the name of the meal I'm mm-hmm. making, mm-hmm. should know that. Fluted. Now, who good did they, did they use to this Eforero, right? Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. I get what you're saying. But an Australian or an American does not know what ugu is. Mm-hmm. But when you say fluted pumpkin leaves, I mean, I have communicated to Oman abroad or communicated with, right? In the mm-hmm. sense that you understand what you understand the the essence of that meal from the from the recipe title yeah f4 f4 rero yeah you as An as Australia. a westerner yeah understand what it is for a fluted pumpkin meals. yeah so it. it's it's not that the chef is trying to matter of fact that recipe is that I even try to like create and they have like they, they carry the Nigerian essence in terms of their names, mm. right? And it's not just it's not just a means to bamboozle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Rather it's we are just seeing it for what it is. Mm-hmm. Right. And they are speaking uh, speaking on um fusion. I don't think there as much as as much as we have Guiding principles. There are no set rules when it comes to fusion, right? We can we can say that fusion is more or less like um, marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, marrying two um, dishes together from different from different worlds, mm-hmm. right? There are no there are no guiding there are no rules, rather there are principles. You will see people say, oh, in marriage, so people have the notion that you cannot, as as a Yoruba boy, you should not marry mm. a white woman mm-hmm. or you mm-hmm. should not marry an Igbo woman. Mm-hmm. You should marry people from your own tribe. tribe. And I don't think that is correct. I don't think that is ideal, right? But at the same time, it doesn't mean, when I say principles now, even if I'm going to marry a white woman, we need to share the same values, right? Those are principles that guide us in marriage, right? And when um, we are talking about fusion, as much as there are no, there are no set rules that I can say, okay, this is... Because rules more or less mean that if, if you try it out mm. in, 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 co- in cooking, you, whatever it is you've made is null and void. It does not count, but we have principles that can guide you to 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 produce Pairing your f- and yeah flavor profiles yeah and all of you that. can you can you can uh what's the word now follow principles that guide flavor pairing cultural sens- sensitivity at the same time even um uh what that food what that food uh, uh stands to to mean to people, right? And uh, even in terms of presentation, right? Because um, one time I saw someone on, on, on my Instagram, this was a long time ago, 
this lady made um <laughs> she made <laughs> bolognese pasta pasta okay. bolognese spaghetti bolognese and it was green okay vibes it <laughs> <laughs> was green ideally bolognese should be should be red pinkish mm-hmm. maybe a little brown right depending on the on the quality of wine you use mm-hmm. in your tomato mm-hmm. so but it was looking green at first i thought maybe it was the eve maybe she edited the picture it was but then i saw other other items on the on the table and well, she used pesto I literally have no idea how she went about it, but it, it did not look... Like she's a Nigerian. Mm. She's not a chef, right? Clearly. But she said Bolognese pasta. And I looked at it, I said, no, this is not Bolognese. I don't know, you, if you had said you did a fusion, right? It might still... So is is the problem because I I know that I see on socials a lot on Instagram, Facebook they say ah all these Instagram chefs and they do too much ah we now done too much stop remixing our meals and all of that. What Nigerians mm-hmm. I I think it's now looking like I'm slandering Nigerians but Nigerians because I, mean... I am Nigerian one and um from my experience. Nigerians are not very good explorers hmm. when it comes to food. Nigerians, we have an entire episode dedicated to this topic. <laughs> we, we we tend to want to like just stick. Okay, not we. I don't let, I don't let me say we because I am not I'm not part of. And I want to speak on behalf of Nigerians, <laughs> too, but I'm listening. There is there is this way Nigerians just want it to be done now and forevermore. I mean when and. There was this time, there was a video that I think it was gumbo, a Cameroonian meat gumbo, like okra, mm-hmm. Cameroonian style. And there was so much backlash from Nigerians. Like they were insulting the food, saying, ah, this, what are you people doing because of just the way? And I think it's something that, yeah, it seems, since we're in the spirit of slandering Nigerians, that Nigerians do a lot. Once it's not the way that we know how to make it, it traditionally. Was okra that they put baking soda in? Or was mm. it baking soda? Was this, or bar- I know that. Yeah, they, push it, they put something inside it. The, I can't remember exactly, it but okra. it's probably the same video we we're talking about. They yeah. call it gumbo something, mm, right? I know I, they I, even, um, Louisiana in the US, mm-hmm. they have a type of gumbo, you know, that I think uses okra, but in a different way. And then let's even and the funny thing about Nigerians is that we have appropriated meals from other cultures. Like for example, jollof rice. I was going to speak and, on that. And but then when we see other people, we see South Africans cook, we see East Africans cook, we see our neighbors cook, we see Ghanaians cook, and we slander them. It's like why are we so loud? The, so loudly wrong. Hmm. The, <laughs> the 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 reason we have jollof wars today in africa is because nigerians believe this is how it should be done even though it's not our own even though it's not, it is not our own as far as we have done it this way and it appeases us and our ancestors mm-hmm. no other person should do it any other way right but and see if anybody cooks afang in any or banga in any other way that we see how we fight. I mentioned earlier about the, the Crimea I... for you, right? <laughs> <laughs> I what mean, was the Crimea for you? I, yeah, um, it, it, it was basically, I'm not going to try it again anyway. But yeah, <laughs> I lessons that. were learned. <laughs> <laughs> but then it, it, it was 
me being adventurous mm-hmm. when it comes to like cooking and then just exploring different flavors from butter to cooking cream to our local um eforiro yeah which uh i don't know it, it wasn't like i mentioned it wasn't it wasn't bad neither was it good it was just there and like you mentioned lessons we learned i mean and then uh i paired that with what, what was the thing i called now the the, the crunchy eba that's I mean, crispy whichever yeah crunchy crispy they're why not the same eba? anyway why is eba crunchy i mean just the way he made it was crunchy yeah it it, it was just where you do you were you supposed to chew the eba or you, like it's for swallowing because i'm wondering why you something... chew it mm. right you're supposed to chew and the the creamy texture of the of this of this soup the foro was supposed to um uh, complement the crunchy texture right because when when you are cooking it's not enough for you to just know how to cook you must also be able to like give your diner some level of experience mm. on your plate on a that particular you plate, get at home you most likely will not get at that that experience at home Mm-mm. that is why you pay money for it fair right so for instance on your on a plate now we have a moist content say your polenta or your carbohydrate and you just imagine i serve you a meal that is moist all true say you have creamy garlic mashed potatoes you have uh, say uh what's it called now Maybe I, I mean, potatoes maybe. are bad enough. Then you now go and mash and them. I, and now... <laughs> <laughs> don't listen to him. <laughs> I mean, you have, you have, you have the creamy garlic mashed potatoes. You have, say, your um, coconut curry. Like, it's moist, right? And when you serve it, you are serving it with, like, um, what's it called now? Meatballs, right? When you eat that kind of meal, it's not exciting, Everything is just moist in your mouth. You most likely will get up and say, oh, I'm looking for Tom Tom. Huh. Right? Because you might you might begin to like feel nauseous at some point. Mm. But if you if you if a chef serves you a plate of meal and you have your creamy garlic mashed potato and say you have um say your charred carrots, right, as your vegetables, or say your um charred or flamed cucumbers, like my English teacher would say it's not cooking, but it's cucumber. <laughs> anyway, but then, um, and then you have like, say, your crispy, your crispy uh, fish sticks, right? That way, and when when you when you apply when you apply the sauce, maybe you have a gravy or you you make a white a, a red wine sauce and you apply to that, the 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 level of experience you'll be getting is. Is vast. I mean, you have the moist texture, you have the crispy texture, you have this uh, the the solid mm-hmm. texture, right? I mean, everything everything complements each other, and then the the flavors are also different, right? At the same time, the texture is also different in your mouth, and um, you can have like I don't know, maybe in the in the in the wine sauce, you might just eat it up with some with some pepper, right? Just to give you that experience, mm. and I'm just using like very basic uh, 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 items that we can 
be familiar with here and even for people that will be watching this uh, podcast at some point it's just uh it's all about the experience on the plates like i remember what we were talking about i'm talking i've been talking oh, about see, yeah we're just talking yeah. about like how much fusion yeah when, when it comes fusion. to when it comes to like fusion now i think one thing that people feel to 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 do is respect the essence of the meals they are trying to carry out. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to want to just try out things or to be adventurous. It's another thing to respect the essence of the food, right? And by 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 um, uh, respecting the essence of the food, you must understand the cultural value or the cultural sensitivity of that food. Say, for instance, I want to I want to make pasta and you see you see in Nigeria they want to make rice pasta or pasta pasta and rice they will not make rice with pasta say they are infusing local Nigerian rice with Italian I see people do it they even, but they even when say, you're even breaking the pasta and when you, why are you bre- breaking pasta you you you've you've shown eye disrespect for that meal for the mm. culture mm. right and when you are when you are trying to uh infuse recipes or infuse meals i tell people infusion does not necessarily mean that you have to pour the ingredients from this one and this one together mm. all you just need to do is get an item from that recipe that carries the true essence, the flavor of that culture they are trying to imbibe in this in this meal item and marry them together. You don't have to combine all of... Imagine you are trying to do a Nigerian-Indian fusion. Seasoning plus seasoning. <laughs> spice plus spice. <laughs> you, can ima- you, you can imagine what... You can imagine what that would look like. Mm-hmm. But if you... If you um, are creative enough, one, and you, you respect... The, the culture at which these meals are um, are representing, mm-hmm. you would on you would know how best to to um, produce or implement or just marry the both of them together to make to make sense, right? Mm. And I think that's 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 that mm. when it comes to like fusion. It's like when I was talking about Uncle Roger earlier, like he roasts a lot of. British white chefs mm. and American chefs, especially Jamie Oliver, mm. when they appropriate other cult- cultures and um, meals from Southeast Asia and then they just make a mess of it. Like when you're making fried rice and then Jamie Oliver was pouring water. Why are you pouring water in when you're frying rice? Yeah. It's like it's like it's already going to be soggy and yeah. you know, he's supposed to be a chef, you know. Um but okay, so let's just on you know, just to wrap things off, you run a culinary academy right mm-hmm. is it culinary school culinary institute institutes so what does it take to be a chef like briefly what does it take to be a chef a successful chef or to start your career or you know someone has interested from going from cook to chef what does it take to succeed what's, right, like, first of what's I, the I, journey like i if I'm to get your question correctly, you're asking generally what it what mm-hmm. it takes to be mm-hmm. a chef, right? In Nigeria. In Nigeria, first off, I I, I tell people that it is not enough, but it is important. Passion, mm. right? 100%. Passion is, it is not enough, but 
if you are in the Nigerian scene, you need passion. Because at some point, the money you think is in the culinary industry... Is that money? There is money if you are patient enough. Oh. Yeah. And it's not like I'm even making the money now. Ah, no, they no, they I will. No, I will. I will. Yeah, that's why I'm, I'm saying I will. He's I will. Amen. 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 When it comes to being a chef in the Nigerian scene, it's not enough for you to. It's not enough for you to say you are passionate, but it is important. Another thing you must be able to do or be able to uh, have is uh, the agility, right? Because you must be able to... What is that street? I don't want to speak too much English. You must be able to be body, <laughs> right? Because it's not for because the faint Because it, it, it is not for the faint-hearted. Nobody cares when we are coming from the body side of the world or the Ajapako side of the world. You must be able to put yourself to work, mm. right? Mm. And nobody can drive you but you, right? You can't you can't say you are a chef and then you are you are leaning backwards. You must be able to um, be zealous enough to want to put in the work, gain the right experience, meet people, and then just. Uh, uh, be able to learn on your own. Mm. Right? So even if you're going to culinary school, you even if you're to going to learn on your when own. I was learning, when I was in culinary school, I burnt thousands of naira on data because I just needed to like watch more videos. Now I now I, I now add a better understanding of what to look for on the internet. Before I was just looking at anything and everything, but I, I when I got into the culinary uh, system properly, I now understood what I need to add to what they've, they've, they've mm-hmm. given me. Mm-hmm. I mean, my money's worth, right? Because I actually paid millions for it. Mm. So, so, so I, mean, I was even coming to that. What does it, like, it's like an expansion of the question, what does it take to become a chef? Like, what's the, what's the journey like um, in terms of fees, in terms of getting admission, how long does it take, you know, stuff like that to become sort of a junior? What's, what are the levels like after? So, yeah. I'm going to... I'm going to talk about myself because I mean, there's no better way to describe this mm-hmm. than, than talk about myself. Mm-hmm. But that would be that will come in much more after. Um, yeah, I think it's important because yeah, definitely it now shares why people, why cooks are not chefs, right? Um, yeah, I mean, when I when I finished my program at the culinary school, I went to I um, I got an offer to intern at an airline service and logistic company. Mm. Right, and the kitchen was so wide. It is by far one of the biggest commercial kitchens I've seen in Nigeria right now. And when they offered me the salary, I saw the salary. I was like, "Nah, this is this is not something I want to. Mm. I want to take." But at the, on the long run, I I weighed my options because I had other offers. Right, I weighed my option and went for that offer. And they were, they were offering me 30,000 naira at the time. Like, mm. literally. Chef, after yeah. you spend millions As on school. As an intern, right? And oh. That's how they will finish you with that intern. <laughs> <laughs> As an intern, when I, when, I, when I got in there, the experience mm. wasn't something I would have gotten anywhere else. Mm. But the money was nothing to write home about. Mm. 
Right. So yeah. out of like weigh my options, am I going for the money or am I going for the experience? Right. That is one thing you must be able to understand when it comes to being a chef in Nigeria. At at your ground level, the offers you would get are not encouraging. Maybe that's why people say I outsource it to a chef. <laughs> because at the ground level, the at the he, ground he, level, it is change. nothing to write as minimum about. wage. And it's minimum barely, wage. Barely, in, I don't even think it's still women. Based on what is happening with your prices, <laughs> it's not minimum wage. <laughs> and then it, I, I, I went after that offer because I knew the the experience I was going to get and it influenced my career, mm. right? In terms of I was able to like work in a fast paced environment, producing thousands of meals for different uh um uh, airlines in Nigeria, mm. right? I mean, from Lufthansa to all of the big, big names mm. in the in the um, airline industry, and over time, when 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 during that period, I saw I saw when people were coming in to um, get roles in the commercial kitchen, they didn't start on my own level. For every professional chef in the industry if you are if you are if you are a new let me just say a newborn chef in the industry right one of the first levels that i would even encourage you to because that is what that is where i believe a a, a ground zero chef should start from that is the comiro right if you are not in the comiro and if you're not a chef rather you would most likely start from way beneath the Comiro. Can you spell I, the Comi? C-O-M-M-I-S. Okay. Yeah. There was this... Is it a French word? Yeah, it's a French word. Okay. There was this particular, um, this particular guy in my... Um, in one of the kitchens I worked at, this guy started as a cleaner just because he did not have any... He wanted to work in the kitchen. So he was cleaning the kitchen. So he was cleaning the entire facility. He started as a cleaner generally. And over time, when we have like um, uh, hiring or um, uh, uh, gigs and offers, like for people to just to just apply for kitchen roads, he would always apply. And then one time he applied, and then I went through his application with my um, my team members because I, 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 I operated as a manager at the um, establishment then and over time it started like growing from kitchen assistant um uh cleaner to kitchen assistant to kitchen assistant two level to i mean it, 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 you can you can imagine what it's like to to start to start from that very ground. base mm-hmm. from this from the scratch from the actual trenches that is what getting an actual certificate, getting professionally trained and starting uh, uh, um, uh, at the common level. At the common level. I mean that is that is that is what that is what you get as a professional chef starting from the from the base level. You you get to start from the coming re- um the coming role. Mm. You do not get to do all of all those basically accelerate your career uh, journey. Yeah. So after and the coming role, what's next? From the coming role you can you can become say a, a chef the from the coming role you can become a station manager that is the chef de garde right or chef de party rather 
and then um, from even before they get to the, the chef de party, you there's still the domi chef de party, which is more or less like another level after the comi roll, mm. before getting to the chef de party, which is the station, the station manager, mm-hmm. right? From the station manager, you can um, if you're looking to um, expand your career, you can. Uh, it takes years anyway. Right, and level of experience and how diligent you are to work. So, what to become a sous chef? Expect to earn. So, what would people expect to earn during those, like the comi role, the chef? From the comi role, in uh, the actual sense, and in what the, in what, um, companies are beginning to offer chefs now in Nigeria, which is. Is not is not something that has been widespread yet, but it's 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 growing, mm-hmm. and it's beginning to make sense. The commune role should be getting nothing less than a hundred thousand. Okay, right, and that's like entry level. Entry level, mm-hmm. right? A hundred thousand. Nowadays, we see Nigerian chefs, sous chefs. I I I know a chef who earns uh one point I think one point three thereabouts as a sous chef. So if you are now the hair chef, that's where the money is now. <laughs> so any uh, hair chef I see now, ha! <laughs> so now what even are the flex? No, 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 no. But it's it depends on of, the organization actually. Okay, okay. It depends on the organization. The size yeah. of the restaurant. Yeah, and because uh, even aside that, there's some there's some restaurants that even offer like service charge to the chefs that are working in the oh, commercial nice. kitchen. Oh, so, so it goes to the chefs. It goes to the chefs. Okay. Yes, it goes to the chefs. I mean, the, the, there are particular percentages that that goes to the... Does any go to the waiters? Of course, definitely. Definitely. Everything everything cuts across. Okay. Right. So, and that is... Um, so that's why we pay so much when we go out to eat in fancy and, and, places. And one one restaurant I know that does that well, I think it's, um, it's Continental Hotel. Is it Continental? This one at... Um, Consumption tax? No. I mean, the, the hotel that, that, that pays... Uh, the the chef the, the kitchen team members the um, service charge well okay. that I, that I'm aware of okay. is this um, what's this man I don't want to mention his name hey, don't you, well, like we get the idea um, this Benga Daniels hotel yeah you. you should know Benga Daniels Ogun State former president yeah but um, it's just not so I don't know the hotel he yeah wants. yeah yeah I think it's best I leave it that way mm-hmm. okay. but yeah so I know uh, the hotel but I'm not just going to mention it right. <laughs> so yeah and then um if you want them to mention they should come and sponsor us <laughs> i think you may even need to cut that part out <laughs> that's fine oh, just keep going yeah so i just um uh, what was i ever seen again so you know that yeah they, they pay the taxes yeah they, they, they pay the, the the kitchen team members do service charges and the likes and um Speaking on one of the other things that you must be able to to possess, I mean, one of the attributes you must be able to possess as a chef is you must be very hardworking. And at the same time, you must be honest, mm-hmm. right? And you must be open to take feedback, mm-hmm. right? Ah, you will take the feedback, whether a, you like a, it a or lot. not. <laughs> and one thing about me is people just think I am I am rock solid, I can be very emotional, right? And when I see feedback about my dish, I mean, people that have experienced my meals physically, most 
most of the, I, I don't think I have gotten like very brash negative feedback, right? I mean, but even if you do, it's just work at the end of the day. It's work at the end of the day because the, 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 there was a particular time I was even looking to get a role, right? One time at a food establishment and they asked me to produce 14 meals in two hours. And I looked at myself. <laughs> I looked at myself. I said, Guy, are you sure you can do this? I think it was it was it two hours? I think it one one hour, thirty minutes or thereabout. But yeah. In my head, I just I just knew that. I just said, I said, if I'm going to do this thing, let me just do it and go. I'm not even sure I want to collect this job anymore. Because I mean 14 meals, 14 dishes. Different dishes. Different dishes. Right. Not 14 plates, like <laughs> 14 different dishes. Yeah. And I had to plate them. 14 different ways, right? And I did it. And as at the time, as at the time it, it, um, what's it called? I presented the meals. I was, ex- I was, that, that, that was the only point I knew that I was expecting like loads of negative feedback. Hmm. But it never came. And I said that, that, that was when I, I started like, I mean, feeling proud about what I can actually do about with, with my craft. And then, um, yeah, another thing is, as a chef in Nigeria, you cannot do it all by yourself. You must be able to to um, collaborate with people mm. and then or just join communities. And we really do not have much of that in Nigeria. Mm. What we have in Nigeria are more or less like associations, mm. right? Which is also something that I am looking to launch later this month, Um um, it's an, uh, a. I mean, we have associations for professional chefs in Africa, in Nigeria, and all of all that stuff. But one of the major things that we do not have as Nigerians is a community where even aspiring chefs chefs can belong. Mm-hmm. And it's just you just find people lost, and when they when they um, are in. Uh, work spaces, they they do not have that sense of community. They feel like even on 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 um, the different teams in the kitchen, they just feel like they're in competition with people, mm. right? And it influences how most people used to. I mean, when I when I first joined the the industry, most people would always say the the culinary industry is very toxic, mm. right? And I got to understand that it's because there's really no sense of community. of community, and that is something that I'm looking to launch later this year, um, later this month rather, um, uh, with my school my my school brand. Because another thing that I have also noticed is people just feel like, um, what's the word now? They just feel like the the culinary world is just. It's just there. You are just on your own, mm. right? And when you are trying to, when you are trying to, uh, uh, to join the industry, there's really no one you can you can look up to and say, "Oh, this is who I'm looking up to." If you are, if you want to get in 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 touch with people physically, people that are professionals, it has to be maybe you are a student of their school mm. or and everybody's doing culinary training these days mm-hmm. right but there's really no that there's really no 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 
community Sense lifestyle, community. right? And at the same time, the people that are even aspiring, they don't have where they belong, right? And they do not have, uh, um, how will I put it now? They just go online. That is why we have a lot of, sorry to, to use the word, a lot of nonsense going on in the name of cooking on TikTok these days. Right, because if they have those people, if those people have like the the right amount of or, or should, I just, should I just say quality mentors? I know it can be it can be quite daunting when you are doing it and you're not getting paid for it as a mentor. As I don't know, maybe you are trying to like tutor someone. I mean, I have a culinary school, right? And the money is not the first thing that comes to my mind. When I see someone that, that has the passion to cook, right, I, I look for ways that I can um, influence their art, right? And, of course, I, I'm going to get paid at the end of the day, but it is not what I'm, um, I'm aiming for. It's more or less like a byproduct of the uh, value I am giving, right? And... Um, I don't know. It's something that we are looking to like just uh, make happen, so people can have like some some uh, sense of belonging, and then just do it right when mm. it comes to cooking, and then just being professional in the industry, right? So. So that's really awesome. I think definitely it's important to have community and for aspiring people, aspiring chefs to know who to speak to and who to ask questions to. So based off of that, I would ask you to please let our listeners know where they can reach you, where your school is located. All right. Uh, the school is located at 26 Bagada. Um, that is 26 Tokyo Street, Bagada. Yeah, and then um, uh, it's... You can also reach out to me. What's the name of the? Rue de Noir. Most people say it's rocks or rooks. Rue de Noir. It's a French word, rue, meaning butter and flour. Mm -hmm. It also means um, red, mm -hmm. right? And, um, right, that is that about that. Rue de Noir Institute of Culinary Arts. Mm -hmm. And then you can reach me on my Twitter, at Wild Chef Human. My Instagram, at Wild Chef Human. My TikTok, Wild Chef Human, <laughs> everything oh, is Wild, wild Chef Human. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, so basically, and then um, the school as well on TikTok, on Instagram, and on Twitter at Rudinoir. That is R O U X D E N O I R. Awesome. Right. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you very much. This has been um, quite the illuminating topic. At least everyone now knows that Omar. Chef Nubi by mouth. Right. Not. By technique. <laughs> the fact that you can cook uh, rice and a wagon it does not make, make you a chef. Right. Well, thank you very much for coming to talk with us. Thank and you. And best of luck with the community. We'd like to be part of it when you do start. Are you an okay. aspiring chef? Actually, no, he is. Let me <laughs> see. No, like as facilitators. As facilitators. Yeah. Okay, no, we'll have that. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, I think I found you on Twitter so I can easily reach sure. out to you. Yeah, sure. sure. Awesome. All right, thank you very much. Thank you and so much. Well, thank yeah. you for having me. Thank you.